Hello, and welcome to the Chattahoochee Podcast, Episode 3, Tracy Lawrence. It's good to see your face again. It's been a while. How am I doing? Well, I get by somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a good time. Yeah, we're, we're really excited for this episode. We're trying to throw a curveball and um, throw one in that you guys weren't expecting, and uh, I think we probably just did it. Probably unexpected for us, too, because, man, there is a lot more fantastic Tracy Lawrence songs than I remember. Yeah, yeah, we were talking. It was very, very difficult to make our list, and we did not expect that at all. No, I thought it would be pretty uh, cut and dry with what my favorite Tracy tracks were, but, boy, was I wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so many that you forget about. Yeah, and he's, he had a lot of hits, too, so a lot of a lot of the – other singles other than the standalones didn't give as much radio time and you just kind of they slip to the back and you forget about them a little bit yeah yeah for sure for sure and we wanted to title this episode lessons learned and uh, just kind of run you guys through some of the lessons we learned about how to play and how not to play in bands more more the latter probably more yeah. the latter <laughs> Do you remember our very first ever show, in parentheses, show? Uh, quotations? Yeah. Grammar. Yeah. <laughs> attempts. You know, air trial and error. Attempts at playing <laughs> playing music and doing the thing. Well, we, we already told you guys on uh, episode one how, we, uh, how our practices went. Well, our performances were just about the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Action-packed and flawless. We'll flawless. go with that. <laughs> The, our very first time playing away from um, like our home church or like church camp or whatever was at the Mullet Jesus Church, is which, which I referred to it as. Yeah, had the had the um, uh, the painting from uh, the woman in the well scene, essentially. Only it looked like Joe Diffie was yeah. was bad We opened. For a puppet show. <laughs> yep. Save the best for last. Save the, we were not the headliners that night. We um we actually we, we were playing with a drummer from that that church because uh, Josh our drummer and Matt which um Matt Collins played keys for us there for a while. They mm-hmm. both played on Chapmanville's football team. Yeah. And they had a they had a game that night so they neither one of them could yeah. come so. That dude filled in on drums, and um, he's probably the only one that played anything correct that night. Yeah, he had played, you know, his whole life essentially, mm-hmm. and we had pretended to know how to play for a very brief period <laughs> before we were attempting. So, <laughs> that every time I think about that show, I crack up because there's just so many dumb things <laughs> that happened. A lot of a lot of nerves for us. That like, how old were we? Uh, 15, fifteen, probably sixteen at best. Yeah, yeah, we were probably fifteen. Harzak was probably sixteen at the time. Yeah, um, I'd say lessons learned. First thing for me was, you know, uh, you you want your amplifier to be uh, in the on position and also plugged in. Generally, that that's a pretty good idea if you're playing an electric guitar. If you want to hear the sounds come out of the box, that's how it works. Turns out, you could hear through the, through the PA. Yeah, because of course we had no awareness of what to do mm-hmm. on a stage with microphones either. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> You could hear me say, you got to turn it on, stupid. <laughs> and all these, these poor parents. Because, see, the way that Christian events would happen is um, you would book them and you would expect people to show up. 
Mm-hmm. People did not always show up. So your parents yeah, were few there. Few and far between. And that was about it. Like, there was a, a few kids here and there. But it was mainly just everybody's parents feeling bad for you because you did so bad and embarrassed yourself yeah. so bad. It's like, well, what would you prefer? You like, we want to go see me, like, suck at a insert sport or, like, you know, <laughs> see me suck at this. And like, <laughs> We had a good time. Um, I remember Zach, hair Zach, he borrowed... Like an old, was it like an old Fender, old PV amp? I think it was like a super old PV, but it is like, it's one of those PVs like you look at it and you're like, definitely somewhere in the 70s probably. Yeah, like this thing weighs 200 pounds and sounds like garbage, you know? (laughs) But uh, he found a piece of gum on the back of it. And we were like, I dare you to eat it. And he does no no hesitation hesitation at all. Yup. It's that gum had probably been there since like eighty five. She was just aging, you know. But the, the flavors are better after they said. <laughs> had time to cure. <laughs> I remember once we finally started um, started our set and everything. Our uh, we made sure our guitars were all plugged in and our amps were turned on and stuff like that. We finally got rolling eventually. I'm sure we just did a bunch of covers. I don't even know if we had any um, originals. Do you know? Oh man, that was early on. I I feel like there might have been one, maybe one, just like. <laughs> and even then, though, like you know, we only played everything at one very slow tempo. Always <laughs> like it's all we could do. It's all we could do to keep that, you know keep those horses wrangled in like they'd get away from us <laughs> well that was before i even um before i even got a wah pedal like i didn't even own my own amp at the time i was borrowing in, like some solid state amp and i oh, had yeah. um I, I had bought a um dod flashback fuzz pedal at don elkins i probably played double for what they actually sold for oh, because that's they like, wouldn't do you that way don wouldn't do us that way <laughs> but he did <laughs> it turns out yeah he it definitely like would and did but that th- and, and i didn't know any better i was like i guess this is like a distortion pedal i didn't know the difference between any of them so you know you just turn the distortion all the way up that's what you're supposed to yeah. do right <laughs> the more the better the more the better well it was like an outdoor stage and i you know i was up through there several months back it's might have been a year ago now mm-hmm. that little stage is still sitting out there in that uh mm-hmm. <laughs> out there in the, yeah. the yard beside the old building but I, oh man that brings <laughs> that brings back some <laughs> some rough memories but we we got to going on some song and of course like we were all terrified to like look at anybody or like look up from the floor or our guitars yeah. but at one point i saw <laughs> preacher's ex mic stand was like swaying it's like a weeble wobble <laughs> and um i looked over and he was just like doing this ski dance like he was getting super into mm-hmm. it and like it was just rocking this little yeah. stage and that mic stand was just going all over the place <laughs> i had the presence you know stage presence for certain <laughs> we had do you remember our tuning situation what was it we had one little tuner was it the clip-on no it was it was even before we got those like we we had no concept of what a pedal tuner was yeah didn't didn't for years actually we we shared this one little like cord tuner the gray cord one yeah yeah we would just plug into it and then you tuned and then you just took for granted that your guitar would be in tune for till the end of the the show yeah (laughs) that was outside (laughs) yeah for certain yeah for sure she'll be she'll definitely be in tune it's like okay we've got three 
guitars on stage and we're just taking turns with it. Like it was just so backward because we didn't have any sense. Yeah. We just didn't know. What any a better. good tuner that was though. That thing's been through the, through like many no vacancy <laughs> shows, sole purpose shows. Mm-hmm. Yep, I bet my dad still has that. I bet. <laughs> It probably still works. Use that many times. Yeah, <laughs> man, it was a long time before we ever realized that th- there was other ways to tune your guitar. Turns other than out, just, yeah. I remember. Turns out, I remember one time we were playing, and um, my guitar—I'm sure that we had like changed strings like that day or on the way to the show. We yeah. did that a couple times. There was, was many a times where that was like, <laughs> got to change them on the way in the car, like, stretch them out and play on the way. I guess I remember having to unplug my guitar from the amp and plug into that tuner, like mid set and like tune it. And just to, like it, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't know we were, we were trying. We were flying blind, man. We had no idea. <laughs> we played the, uh, there's a thing called, paradise island up up past man like between man and gilbert and um we played like the gift shop of this place mm-hmm. before they did like their <laughs> uh uh their uh like scenic walks through there they put on like yeah. little skits and shows mm-hmm. on the property yeah and um <laughs> we were just like placed where wherever we could get because like that thing i don't know if they had just like a weekend thing like each weekend through that certain time or what mm-hmm. i mean but there's like for a gift shop there's there's a quite a few people there you know yeah. so we were just shoved like wherever and it was like this big tall open room matt the uh, keyboard player he was down on the landing so he was first floor <laughs> like that couldn't have been I mean, that had to have been more awkward for him than any any yeah. of us because all they could see standing like was like he was the only one level with everybody else. Yeah, like first, <laughs> like how's he making those sounds with just a keyboard? That's impressive. Like. And then like Josh has his drum set up like on the balcony there, and we're just like lined up around this balcony. Yeah, there's like a a flight of steps or a ramp, and then a landing, and then like a. Uh, Turns back the other way, and then a ramp going up to the next floor. So Matt with keyboard, first floor. Josh on the landing going up to the second floor with drums. And the rest of us, like, lining around this uh, second floor foyer around this gift shop. And I I definitely remember um, me and you had both changed our guitar strings. That day. That day. We had probably stopped at Don Elkins and Logan on the way to man. And, I mean... It'll be fine. I mean, you ain't got much time to stretch there, <laughs> and you could definitely hear it in our guitars. Well, also, that was just our setup at the time for trying to play more shows and play shows like that was that um, Zach, I mean, seeing he had that crate amp that he could just plug mm-hmm. a mic into, so it was just everything, every sound was coming from its own <laughs> direction. Nothing was run through a board nope. ever in our early shows <laughs> nope. or mixed together. It was just a... Uh, a, a mix of sounds and it's <laughs> sometimes some notes in there. Well, I remember what one of the first times that we ever played with like somebody running sound, like which that was foreign because you, you just figured yeah. it out. They're like, Do you want more vocals in your monitor? I like, What's a uh, monitor? What, what was that first question, <laughs> sir? What you mean you can turn his voice up but not everything else? Yeah, what, what other spells do you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's wizardry, yeah. <laughs> well, we played that thing, that event with um. Who all was it? 
Tony Bell's band, like Tony and Randy's band mm-hmm. played, and like Chris Hunter's band played, and we were like, we were super young. Like Ryan Lafferty and those guys, they played. Yeah. And um, like they had a dude running sound. Like this is crazy. Like you, what do you mean? Why do you, why do you need to mock the guitar in? Like well, why are you doing that? Like that don't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this is the way it works, right? <laughs> I still think one of my the I'll, the thing I'll never forget about playing music the first girl in our first experience in a band and all those we played a lot of shows mm-hmm. in No Vacancy but the I think my all time favorite and surely for lessons learned is the uh, what's it called the, the Coalfield Jamboree the Battle oh. of the Bands <laughs> that is things I'll never forget as like a sixteen seventeen year old wow like the the dad metal band <laughs> that showed up yep. and was like like cutting up drugs downstairs yeah. I'm like what is happening or just like you know uh either a black cut off no sleeveless t-shirt and some leather <laughs> pants for most leather pants not not much denim to go around there a lot of leather <laughs> a whole lot of leather and a little bit of drugs but yeah like you played a battle of the bands in logan you boys are getting wild down here aren't you? <laughs> like, listen y'all are only supposed to play like two songs like try to go in whatever i guess their little green room setup was and mm-hmm. like yeah we're, we're in here tuning guitars and like, <laughs> or are you hey. With your nose? No. <laughs> Get, getting tuned up, all right. The boys always, you know, they always said, you know, this rock and roll leads to, down a bad road, but they wasn't lying here at 16. I'm seeing it. <laughs> they were right. Gosh, what an experience. Like, <laughs> like okay, where does it go from here? Like, Man, those, those Battle of the Bands things, those were wild too because you just you just show up and you plug your guitar in yeah and you're, like, and you're also get to hear and experience and hang out with all varieties of of individuals and musical backgrounds and genres like it was real a little bit every everything and everybody there yeah yeah there was some uh some acoustic which that's that's mid-2000s when like everybody was either like a dashboard ripoff or like you were in a hardcore band yep. Or you're in a Christian band that played Third Day so- songs, yeah. like stuff like that. So that was a that was a heavy mix there, you know. Yeah. That well, that our buddy Price Couch, which uh, shout out Price, I know he will be listening to this. But the, that's he, the first time I ever met Price. He was playing with their old band, and he was singing, and they covered the the middle by Jimmy Eat World. Oh yeah, like this dude is yeah. awesome. Like him and Chris Curry and yeah. Adam. But yeah, that was that was the first time I met them. Um, the dudes in the long time coming, they played. It seems like they. We are old. I feel like. Yeah. Mm, man. <laughs> I don't remember if they covered a Jimmy World song or like a Queen song, something really random for a hardcore band, so you know. It, <laughs> that was an experience, though, for sure. <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my favorite stories to tell about our um, no vacancy days was when we played. In South Point, like the first time, South Point, Ohio, and um, there's some definitely some lessons learned that day. Number one, make a checklist, and number two, mm. leave an ample time to make it to the show. That, that'll go a long, <laughs> long way. Let me tell you, <laughs> we had two vehicles. Like Herzak, he was like in his S10, and he was pulling a trailer. I think like he had all the PA. He stuff. had all the PA stuff, yeah. And like he had a couple of people riding with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we were with Josh. We were with Josh. It was me and you and Josh and Preacher Zach in Josh's Chevy Malibu. 
not only were us big boys all in this car, so were Josh's drums and our guitars and maybe our guitar amps. Like there was no room to move. If if nothing else came from playing music till this day, I can I can fit an absurd amount of things into a small vehicle from <laughs> us traveling and playing music. They're like, this won't fit. I'm like, back up. Watch out. Just, Let me show you. Just, just move. You'll be surprised. <laughs> So we got all the way, like, I don't know, like 40 minutes down the road. And Zach pulls off. It's in West Hamlin. He said, I forgot my bass. I got to go back. <laughs> so what instruments you play again, Zach? <laughs> so we sat in West Hamlin for, I don't know, at least an hour and a half waiting on Zach to go all the way back to Hearts to get his bass and then come back. Yep. So that was the first and you know, number With- one, that's, that's going to make you late. That's the kind of thing that makes you late. But can we really be late though when we have the PA? Like that's the <laughs> that's real true. kicker. Like we show starts when we get there. If we play it, ain't nobody playing. <laughs> so uh, Zach's trying to uh, make up for lost time, and he's in the front, and Josh is following in the Malibu. We go down this road that they call Roach Road. It's like this back way to Barbersville, and Josh didn't know this way super well. Zach did. So Zach is flying with this trailer in his ST and just buckling Speed down. Speed you wouldn't think you could reach with the <laughs> ST in the trailer. <laughs> well, <laughs> so we're we're trying to keep up the best we can, just sardine into this um, this Chevy Malibu. And so we, we're going kind of up this hill, and Josh is trying his best to catch up. We're going up this hill, and... We didn't know what was waiting on the other side of this little this Mm-mm. little hill. So we get close to the top, and I don't know if Josh hit a pothole or what, but... He just, this is like the episode of Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> this is real life, real life Dukes of Hazard. We get to the top, and like, all of a sudden, the car, all four tires, I'm not joking at all, all four tires leave the ground, because... Waiting on the that little dip up that little hill up top, it just goes straight down the other side. Yep. So we go, we're sailing. I don't know. It felt like an eternity that we were in the air. It probably was yeah. half a second. I'm you know. still. <laughs> but what was funny is there was a uh, there was a car passing on the other side. They had to be like, "What did we just see? There, <laughs> we just passed yeah. the, these boys running from a the gold lawn. Chevy Malibu in the air. <laughs> don't mind us. Just just making our way." Only way we know how. <laughs> Only way we know how. And so we hit the hit the ground, you know. We finally land all four tires back. And, you know, it's it's just straight down the other side. So it's kind of difficult, I would imagine, with us boys all in that car yeah. to regain control. So as soon as we hit, Josh, like, slams the brakes, and we're, like, sliding all over the road. Yeah. And when we finally come to a stop, like, nobody says anything <laughs> for a good – five to ten seconds and then we just lost it we we laughed so hard and and sadly that's not like the only time we almost died in the car that trip Mm -mm. (laughs) but yeah always make a checklist of um the things that you definitely need like your instruments Instruments, and and leaving ample time to get there that's some that's some lessons learned for you All right, do you want to get into talking about oh, Mr. Man. Tracy Lawrence? Is it TL time? It's time. 
what can you not say about him? First and foremost, <laughs> man, the guy had style, and he probably had the best mold of the 90s. Hey, I think he definitely did. I think he definitely had the most powerful, like, and he wore it proud. It wasn't just like a like a kind of no. mullet, like it was a full it was on beautiful locks, it was curls. Yeah, and he kept it for a long time. Yeah, I wish he still had it. <laughs> yeah. I've been working on one personally. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever be like you know the the status of like a Tracy Lawrence mullet, but that's a guy can dream. <laughs> I mean, that's that's yeah. your goal. That's, that's the that's, end game. That that's anybody's end game right yeah. there. <laughs> uh, so what's there to know about Tracy? Um, he was born in 1968 in Texas, raised in Arkansas. Uh, as most of our, our, a lot of our favorite uh, 90s country artists, he grew up learning to play guitar and singing mm-hmm. in choir at church. Right. Uh, by the age of 15, he'd started singing and performing at local clubs, which is crazy just to be out like playing clubs and honky tonks at, at 15, just 15. giving it a go. Well, uh, his mom wanted him to be a preacher. And yeah. his, I guess his stepdad, too. And he's like, you're not my real dad. You yeah. can't tell me yeah. what to do. <laughs> and, and he became a honky-tonk champion yeah. instead. Which, uh, if, if me and you ever start a country band, yeah. honky-tonk champion, That's there we the go. It's like, I'll, I'll never call you dad. Not even if there's a fire. <laughs> not even if there's a fire. Better not get in my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, so, 15 playing honky-tonks. By the age of 20, uh, he'd spent some time like playing you know, the circuit a little bit mm-hmm. locally and in the South with the honky-tonk band. Um, you know, He's like, I'm, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to give it a go. At 20, he packs up and moves to Nashville, uh, playing like some, you know, like some singing contest mm-hmm. or local battle of the bands type things, making ends meet, working as an iron worker. Mm-hmm. And within seven months of being in Nashville, he has a record deal. That's, like if it's not if he wasn't meant to be a country artist, like yeah. man, seven months and he's got it. I mean, but like his talent and his style was so different, though. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I f- I feel like maybe from like a, a a label perspective, it definitely seemed like they tried to give him the appearance and feel of like Alan Jackson, mm-hmm. like you know, cowboy hat, mullet. Yeah. But he was surely like they might have looked similar. Like he probably passed his brothers, but he had his own unique style and sound. Right, yeah, and the best button-up shirts I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, <laughs> seven months in Nashville, record contract signed, uh, debut album on the way, Sticks and Stones, shortly released thereafter. Uh, mm. But but prior to its release, it's something that neither one of us knew, because well, we were tiny humans. But I figured I would have heard about it. But he was uh, shot. Right before that album came out, four times. Four times delayed the release of the album. Yeah, apparently he was walking, um, I guess his friend or girlfriend back to her motel at the time. Mm-hmm. And he said four dudes approached him, and they weren't masked, so he felt like they definitely weren't trying to have any witnesses. Mm-hmm. He felt like his life was a threat, and he's like, well, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm going out, I'm going out fighting. Yeah. Gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is crazy to me that um, that we haven't heard about this until now. Four times. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, who was it? Fifty Cent that got shot and lived, and yeah. but the whole world knows about that. Yeah. Tracy Lawrence gets shot four times. Four times. Like they said, like he had finished the vocals and everything on that album. Yeah, they said well, he was so Nobody pumped knew. about trying to get that record out that within a week yeah. he was on crutches, like ready to oh ready gosh, to get out and promote. Awesome. And as as so it would be that it was, um, you know, destined that. He should survive and be our country yeah. music hero. Yeah. Uh, that album would, let's see, Sticks and Stones was the number one hit single, and uh, three additional tracks would find their way into the top ten. That's not bad for a debut album. No, yeah. no, not at all. Uh, everything about like his 
his singles and stuff like that is everything I love about 90s country. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel like he – I'm sure he draws on a lot of inspiration from a lot of classic artists like mm. George Jones, um, definitely Keith Whitley. But oh I feel gosh, like you could yes. definitely hear for certain in his voice and his style that he's probably inspired by John Anderson. Like, he just mm-hmm. has that same kind of uh, twang in his voice. Yeah. And it's so yeah. good. And, like, where he re- like randomly drops these, like, super low notes – yeah, God, that's yeah. so good. That's awesome. He is um, what I would refer to as maybe you know the the baritone boy wonder of ballads. Like <laughs> nobody does it better. <laughs> Young Tracy out there just breaking hearts. <laughs> he always had this. Uh, even like his not only like the videos, like his like live shows and stuff. You'd see like he always had this grin on his face. Like watch him out there breaking hearts. Yeah, he, he knows mm, what he's doing. He knows, he knows good and well. <laughs> Those beautiful locks and these fabulous shirts he wears. He's got that twinkle in his eye. He knows what yeah. he's doing. I was talking to the <laughs> wife earlier. We were watching those music videos. I'm like, where, where can we get these shirts? She's like, I've been looking. I'm like, that's what amazing. What store like, to sells these shirts? I need these. <laughs> um, in '96. Of you know the era when music videos were a popular format. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, his videos, Tracy's videos, were aired on CMT more than any other artist at that time in '96. It makes sense. There's a couple that I remember seeing all the time. Just playing on repeat, mm-hmm. for sure. And the weird thing about a lot of those is too is like the songs were great, so I'm sure they got a lot of play. But maybe they also just got a lot of play because people were trying to decode what the music videos were about because some of them are a little wild. I don't know if anyone remembers. Like, what is happening? There's at least like uh, in the area of songs that we categorize and enjoy in 90s country here that there's like six six of these videos that are this weird sci-fi theme to them where there's like a... <laughs> teleporting Tracy through time and space, which I guess maybe the director was inspired by Quantum Leap or something. <laughs> There's the porch flying through space and time. He just phases <laughs> in and out like a Terminator. <laughs> like, oh, oh, he's a pirate now. Oh, now he's a NASCAR driver. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, the, the first one, I think, it transitions on If the Good Die Young. He's at the NASCAR air track uh, playing some tunes and driving driving cars fast. And that one transitioned to where he's in a driving this NASCAR and just like a car disappears and he's thrown across the ground and he gets up and looks out the window and he's in this wild West town. <laughs> like what? Huh? Um, uh, are we supposed to have some kind of context as to how he got here? Or are we just supposed this to is, just deal with this it? This is the power that Tracy Lawrence has. <laughs> and that was, uh, what, renegades, rebels and rogues. And from like at the end of that one, it's, uh, He's all have the theme of like I guess damsel in distress, and mm-hmm. he's saving them. It ends with him running out of the bank, saving this lady as this bank explodes. Which <laughs> it looks like they dropped a nuke on it; it just blown to bits. And then from there, he's uh, transported through time and space to this fifties prom. <laughs> That's my favorite yeah. one. I saw Same. that one more than anything. He's just in the sunglasses. He has like on those those Ronnie Millsap shades, mm-hmm. singing in the beginning. Yeah, and what. That of all the hairdos, like all the different ways that you can style a beautiful mullet in all Ooh. the videos, when he's on stage singing and, and he has it all like slicked, but then it just just Kentucky waterfalls at the bottom. Oh wow, it's awesome. That's it's just like it's one. hard to look upon it, you know. Like it's just so beautiful <laughs> and pure. If there was any style that would make me want a mullet, that'd be the one. Yeah, I need. I just need, I need those curls. They're so good. 
That's what I'm missing in mine. Well, maybe once it grows a while, it'll start to uh, curl up a little bit. You, know, you remember in that video, too, whatever the weird... Other than that, it's a prom setting. But towards the end, it's like him coming out in the crowd and seeing this girl sitting. And there's these weird, uh, like, greasers, I guess you'd say. They got on, like, leather jackets. And they got a bucket full of 2% milk, I guess. And they're trying to dump it on her. I don't know what they had against this girl, but she was about to get... To, she's about to yep. get drenched by this this bucket of milk, but of course the hero that he is, yeah, I mean, he steps in and saves the day, gives Picks, her a nice slips dance. her off her feet, yeah. dances, you know, classic uh, superhero Tracy Lawrence. I see it now. Um, you know, and what what's the next logical step from prom but to uh, to go through space and time and <laughs> and end up on a pirate ship? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> With the big, uh, the big fake gold earring, just yeah. the one has like a skeleton key necklace and a poofy shirt, pirate shirt, <laughs> playing in a tavern for pirates and on Had a pirate ship. Literally nothing to do. No, with that was the song. Was uh, any as any fool can see. She's going across. That's that is a good line. Yeah, she's got leaving on her. <laughs> Another thing I always loved about his videos, he always played these super cool looking acoustics. Yeah, like he had some good looking guitars. What What did he typically play? Did you see who he was? Uh, I don't know if he had a sponsorship or. It seems like he had. Uh, seems like he was playing Gibsons a lot. But just like with some TL flair. Mm-hmm. Of course, he always had like the uh, the big uh, big strap. strap that said Tracy it just or has, like, TL. A huge middle belt buckle with the <laughs> TL on it. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> I know he uh, he was uh, a Stetson hat artist or like mm-hmm. it was endorsed by yeah. Stetson, which in the, the good die young video like he has this awesome bill cap it's a stetson bill cap he had on like yeah. that is i want that hat you see his dance moves in that video he can't, <laughs> that's maybe the only thing that tracy can't do super well is dance but he was trying <laughs> he was he was really trying <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, uh pirate ship tracy lawrence as any fool can see tracy lawrence he uh he, he saves the day he whoops all these pirates he saves the damsel in distress again, jumps into the water, uh, Terminator teleports. Where does he end up next? <laughs> uh, he arrives on like it looks like a Texas farm. He's helping this <laughs> woman and child repair and fix up and do labor on. I still don't understand that video. Not a clue. I rewatched it again I, yesterday. Like I, I don't, I don't know what. Like is he this kid's new dad now? This guy that directed these just like pulling like plots out of hats. He's like, okay, hear me out. Here's the next one. And then at the end, like she just like throws the for sale sign away. Yeah. And then they're like smiling. Yeah. And he's gone. And he's like walking. He has. A, I think that's the one he has a duster in, and it's a good looking <laughs> oh, duster. Oh yes. He's just like walking across this farmland in a duster, looking all cool, and then bzz, teleported. Like you can't real like super tell exactly what uh, what time this is supposed to be in because like they're like working on the old truck and he's like teaching this kid how to drive and all this stuff. But then like he gifts him like one of those viewfinders that has like the little disc thing that you yeah. put in and click through. Like what year is this supposed to be? Yeah. <laughs> and then the, uh, I guess the, the last, uh, iteration of time traveling Tracy was, uh, it transforms from there into like, uh, for the video, if the world had a front porch, but I guess it becomes apparent that he's in like some VR headset or something in like ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, and you just see him standing there, and it's like loading, and this virtual front porch starts to construct, and he's standing on. 
I'm just like, okay, what, 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 what is this about? What's going on? <laughs> it's showing all this like crazy stuff that's happening in the world. Yeah, which I guess it, it sounds crazy, but that might be the only one that makes sense with the song out of versus like the context of the song and the con- <laughs> like the content of the videos. Yeah. Like, yeah, that one probably yeah, meshes that- <laughs> together the best. It doesn't look like a song to like uh random stock footage no. like some of the other ones do with Tracy Lawrence inserted. <laughs> but what I could gather from those six videos in general was that I guess this is essentially a uh uh Tracy Lawrence cinematic music video verse where Tracy Lawrence <laughs> is a superhero who comes and uh conquers evil and and promotes good through with his beautiful voice i think that's i think that's that's the real takeaway and beautiful hair yeah <laughs> well there's some, there were a couple that were connected that um that went up into the early 2000s yeah and which was weird and those didn't hit the same but i figured out why he cut the hair he lost his power yeah that's what it is yep samson cut the hair and he lost the power yeah that's what, that's exactly what happened. Those those two videos, like they they just I don't know they didn't hit me the same as he, the other ones. He did. still wrote some hit songs, but the as far as the music video quality, like without the hair, it just kind of it, it it's gone. The magic magic's gone. <laughs> yep, you lose it right there when the hair's chopped off. Wind out of the cell, wind out of the locks. <laughs> it's over. He can't go back in time at that point and be a pirate without the mullet because. You What's know. the point? Like, you know. <laughs> why would you try? Well, why would you point? be a pirate anyway? No. <laughs> Man, gosh, those videos are so good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm just going to look out. I never checked, but I want to see that director who uh, directed those music videos because he did most of his music videos for him, mm-hmm. and even the ones that don't have the weird quantum leap mm-hmm. plot line or whatever. I just want to see what else this guy has made out there because, <laughs> wow! Can you find him like on like IMDb? Probably like his collection of work. Was it just like, hey man, can you make country music videos? He's like, well, I make these weird sci-fi <laughs> videos like that. I could probably, you know, best of both worlds, fuse them together. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> let's give her a go. <laughs> But yeah, um, wow. I don't know if you're going to find any better music video entertainment options in the '90s for country music. I mean, we w- we went over like the like the good Reba videos, but even those, man, they don't touch the Tracy videos. No, I wish we could just do a format where we uh, just watch and review them in like a mystery science theater <laughs> type scenario. <laughs> just watch the whole catalog. <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't seen those in a long time or haven't seen any of those ever, uh, look them up because they're all on YouTube, yeah. probably on his YouTube page. But well, like worth go- your time. Google like the the, uh, the order that you're supposed to watch them in, and just just spend you like an hour on YouTube and just watch through all those. Yeah, and when you figure out what it means, let me know. <laughs> please, like, please tweet us, message us, whatever you need to do. Because I'm please let us know. I'll be thinking about that one for the rest of my life. Maybe I don't know that. <laughs> Is there there a deeper meaning behind the the jug of milk? <laughs> we need what, to know. What did she do to deserve that? She was just <laughs> attending a prom. Like, just give us a little more context here, Tracy. What was happening on the ranch? What were what was the what were you working on? <laughs> okay. 
And are you ready for some uh, some list action, some honorable mentions, and some top five TL tunes? I am. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> See if we can hurt each other's feelings again. Cut me deep. <laughs> uh, let's start with some uh, our three honorable mentions yeah, for let's Tracy. Do it. Let's do it. You wanna you wanna kick her off? You wanna go first? You want me to go first? You go. You go. Okay. Okay. Uh, honorable mention number one for Tracy. Can't break it to my heart. Same. Dang. <laughs> We're getting good at this. We did it. Right off the bat. Easy. Can't break it to my heart. Uh, this track came from, let's see, it was the second single from his uh, album Alibis, Alibis in 93. 93. Uh, climbed to the... To, uh, top of the country music charts, as you would expect. Uh, and this was the only track on that album that Tracy had uh, co-writing credits on also. Really? Yeah. Really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. They said that, he said that uh, he'd also had to really fight his label to let him record the track and put it on there because they were really pushing for him to um, play more. They wanted to push him, I guess, into like that more ballad-style country, something mm-hmm. like uh, John Michael Montgomery, who yeah. shared that label with him at the time. Which is something he excels at. Like a lot of my favorite yeah. Tracy tunes are his kind of ballads and I softer could, songs. I can see why they would want him yeah. to sing ballads because he's really good at it. But um, since we're on this song, did you listen to his live album that he came out with? Like in the midst of the nineties, like ninety. I play. I listened something. to a few tracks here and there. I haven't sit down and listened to it. I'll listen to that uh, in the round or whatever that live mm-hmm. and unplugged session, but not that. Well, their version of um, "Can't Break It to My Heart" on there. Like they're a guitar player, like near the end, like the last minute or so of the song, he's just soloing. Like I didn't realize he was so daggone good, but that I don't know if that's it's the same dude that that played on the the record or not. Yeah. But man, he just yeah. just shreds for like two solid minutes. One thing I learned and and listened to all these a lot of these tracks again too is just that I you don't realize, but man, his band is tight. Like they for can all real. play and shred. Heck yeah. All right, uh, a shared honorable mention on the first one. What's your Man. What's your next one? If we have, I uh, can't break it to my heart. Together? Well, down to my next honorable, sticks and stones. Mm. Mm. Like that one. <laughs> I do, I do. When um, what What really gets me is just th- that pre-chorus with the low note. Oh yeah, there. Man. They just you Don't hear a step down. Boom, boom. Everything. Oh. And he starts out solo, and his range finishes at by the end of that line, way up there. And I feel like for a debut album, they're like, "This is definitely first single. Let's name the album this. Like, let's show him his vocal range and how good he yeah, is." Yeah, for real. It it kind of reminds me of like some Randy Travis, where Randy will ra- like randomly go like real low on a yeah. song, and you don't expect it, and you don't, and where he doesn't stay in that that low range like consistently like you almost forget that he's capable of hitting that you know dang all over the place that's hard that's really hard to do but and even like his like live performances he can do it like he could do it live yeah that's awesome it's just like listening to the record exactly yeah well you got number seven alibis (laughs) okay you take a moment there for just let it out i i yeah, yeah, I, I can handle that. That's a good song, man. I love the track. I had to include it. Um, this was the title track and lead single for his 90, uh, 1993 album. Um, 
and this would be a number two uh, hit on the country music charts. So, like, of course it was. It's another great ballad by Tracy. Well, he he hits a few more of those low notes on there too. Yeah, the boy you can be. And I feel like the lyrics in this one too, like it's a it's a great song, but I feel like it could have the potential to be kind of like cliche mm-hmm. or like a cheesy ballad. Mm-hmm. If anybody else other than Tracy Lawrence sung it, but yeah. I feel like he has the range and the talent to yeah, to real. sell it and make it a great song. What? Oh man, yeah, it's good. Well, going to number six, that's that's my number six is Alibis. Is it? Yeah, it is. Well, my number uh, my number six is Sticks and Stones. So it's a little flip flop there. We're getting <laughs> we close. Flipped. We're tuning her in. We're we're getting close. Yeah. We're no, like, we don't we don't like we'll chat about songs and stuff like leading up to these recordings, but we don't share what songs are considered on our list or what order they're in. <laughs> no like, idea of the the order. We we uh, we also like to talk about songs that like people have forgotten about. You know, yeah. Like we were talking about his version of, um, um, shoot, it's, it the it's cover? escaping me. It's the cover, the Keith Whitley cover. Keith Whitley, I'm cover. over you. Yeah, uh, he kills that man. He's good. He, yeah. Once again, if you haven't heard that the album that is uh, other country artists covering Keith Whitley in like one or two unreleased Keith Whitley tracks, mm-hmm. so good. So good. It really is. We're going to preach it till all y'all listen to yeah. it. We're just going to bring it up as often as possible. Let's have a listening party at some point. We'll just, we'll just get it over with. We're going to yeah. listen to it front yeah. to back. Live stream. We're just going to listen to it all. So all that's right. it, right? That's our honorable mention? That was it. That was wow. It. How how did we do that? We had we shared the same honorable we shared, mentions. We didn't have to argue. Two of them were in the same spot. <laughs> that was amazing right off the bat. Just on that same uh, wavelength with Tracy. He's Carrying us away. He's blowing us away again. Please. Okay. Well. Number five. Number five. Top five. Here we go. You want to go? Okay. I'll go. Stars over Texas. Are you serious right now? Is it yours? That's my number five. No way. No way. Stars over Texas. Stars over Texas. Wow. Man, I I really like, like, I'll just take a moment to appreciate. We're really tuning this in. Yeah. This, this list might songs. be exactly the same. <laughs> that, man, that song, it's everything good about 90s country is yes. is in this song. Like, as you line my arms, my heart's on my sleeve. Like, just how witty the lyrics Ooh. are. Plus, like, the music. Like, uh, you, you've got steel guitar, you've got saw yes. and fiddles, you get a mandolin there is solo. A mandolin. I have that, yeah. And the, Do we, we copy the same notes, what? <laughs> Apparently, like, there's a music break, like, before, like, the final chorus where you get the mandolin solo, and yeah. then you get, like, this, um, like, Telecaster with a chorus pedal on it. It almost, get, it sounds like one of those oh, uh, Vince Gill-like little pick and riffs mm, throughout yeah. his songs. It's so smooth. It sounds it's, so good. It really is. It's got everything. Yeah, I have it. The best way I could describe it is it has all the best sounds that you want in a country music song, mm-hmm. and it's got this like uh, pacing. It's like it's like a honky tonk waltz. Yeah, like it's a nice little honky tonk waltz love song. If y'all don't know that song, go listen. It's beautiful. It go is. Listen to that It'll song. make you feel feelings. Like it's that oh, good. Man, that's good. Wow. I don't know how we did it. Number two hit that one was. Just saying, should rightfully so. Wow, that knocks number five out of the way right there. Dang, well, Same man. song. Dang. We're doing we'll, it. We'll mix it up right here, I guarantee it. Number four for me. Yeah, go for it. I see it now. Oh, man. 
This is a see title track, first single uh, for his nineteen ninety four album. Also a number two hit. Uh, and this is this is where he shines. Like those mm-hmm. man, he can he can build out some balance. He is the baritone boy wonder of ballads. <laughs> that he is. <laughs> no competition in sight. We are, we already talked how awesome the video was too. Yeah. L- little known fact about me personally is when I listen to this song, I see it now. Uh, no one's ever been around, been around to verify this, but I dance with my feet off the ground. It's it just happens when I play that song. Just like a gust of wind comes through, the, you know. I never saw it. Just picks me up. Oh, but I see. It's like how did I get here? Just suspended. <laughs> what? <laughs> Now I have the mental image. And it makes it's me real. Like, like I'm just imagining you in the video now. Just like a, just like kind of like how, uh, I guess when the fairy godmother in Cinderella just kind of like casts a spell and lifts her up and yeah. it all forms around her. It's like, oh, what? Fairy godmother Tracy <laughs> Lawrence happened? out of nowhere. He's <laughs> lift me up. Let's dance. That's saving you from the milk. <laughs> Save me. Don't let Save these creatures pour milk on me, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> the outsiders with the milk jug. Yeah. <laughs> Take this two percent. Loser. No. What's your four? From the same record, Texas Tornado. Ooh. That's a beautiful it's, track. Man, that's a classic. It's it's one of those it, you can listen to it a thousand times. Like it, it you, you just really don't get can. tired of it, you know? And I've and like the last week or two, I've I've listened to it a lot. Heck yes, player again. Heck yes, I've had this playlist going for a while, but I didn't dare until like the last couple of days start honing it into like an actual yeah. top eight, top ten, even. Yeah. But yeah, I've hit that one a lot of times. Uh, fun fact on this track on the I See It Now album, that is the only song uh, produced by Tracy Lawrence himself. Ooh. And I feel like as good as that song is, and as well as it's arranged, I feel like they should have let him produce the whole album. Yeah, because that's man, it's so good. Should have. Dang. I uh, I feel like it has all the all the best sounds. It kind of when it starts off and it leads in, it has like a it just starts with like honky tonk piano and steel guitar. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the only sounds you need to hear, and it starts with the line "Called me up from Amarillo." It's like, <laughs> ooh, it's like, I'm gonna grab some tissues. Let's. Let's get ready. This one's going to hurt, ain't it, Tracy? Mm-hmm. And it's got that strange chord progression on the end of the chorus. Blowing me away. Mm-hmm. Like they do, he does something different there, but it's, it's, it's perfect. It's so good. And I think it pairs so well with the piano in that one. Uh, and then the second verse where it says, you're lying with me in Atlanta. It's such a beautiful lie. Mm-hmm. You play me like a piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you can just say, Go through extra lens there to really tickle the ivory on that one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that like little saloonish sounding yeah. honky tonkish sounding piano. That's something like with like the country piano stuff. Like you don't always need it, but sometimes when when artists would throw that in there, it was man, it was perfect. I feel like nobody uses piano as well as Tracy Lawrence and his band did in mm-hmm. the nineties. Yeah, like it's and it's in a lot of his tracks. It's uh, uses I feel like a lot of their songs might be built around the piano, just arranged around it. Yeah. And it works so well for what they do. Yeah, for real. For real. These these smooth smooth country country ballads. 
So that was your four, right? It was. Um, number three for me, running behind. Running behind that high. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Another forgotten tune. Didn't think that when I started listening, but the mm-hmm. more I played it, I'm like, this one, man, I wish I'd have heard this more because this... That was a toe tapper for Heck sure. Yeah, didn't it? Didn't get the quite the the notoriety that it should have on radio because, like, I growing up, like when I was young, I don't remember hearing that on the radio. No, the well, that that came with his debut album, and it released as a single. But I mean, and it made it to the top five. But with sticks yeah. and stones, like that was that was all you're going to hear yeah. out the gate from Tracy Lawrence when he first started. Yeah, for real. Um, they have that like live and unplugged thing they did for CMT. Yeah. And they do that song, but they do like, um, I guess at that point they toured and played it so much. They're like, we got to mix it up. Yeah. But they do like a more bluesy version of that. Yeah. And it's really great too. Oh my God. And if I feel like that track too, remember the Kentucky Hunter song, uh, walk softly on this heart of mine. Walk softly on I feel like you could lay those tracks over top of each other. They have like the same <laughs> sound and uh, same layout, feel. You know? Yeah. Don't treat it mean. <laughs> I, I can't think about Kentucky Headhunters without thinking about the drummer that like, like had like the skullet, like like no hair on top, but mm-hmm. had the mullet, but the, the horseshoe mullet. Is that what it was? Yeah, and but he always wore like the coonskin cap when he played. He had the chops too. He had like the he thick chops. Have. You know, he might have. <laughs> <laughs> My number three. Time marches on. Say what? Time marches on, man. That's 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 one. This is an all-time great country song. Yeah, that's one of my probably one of my all-time favorite country songs. Yes, for real, for real. I on my tombstone, I want the line as the angels sing in old oh. Hank Williams song. Time marches on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I can remember. Let's see that one. That album came out in '96. Mm-hmm. Um. I can remember asking for and receiving that cassette for Christmas that year. Oh, my god! That, that album. That's a good album. And that was back, too. Like, you don't realize how good albums are all the way through when, mm-hmm. until you listen in the form of a cassette yeah. or an eight-track or a record where it's just like, yeah. you're going to listen because you're not easily navigating <laughs> to the track you want. You just listen to the whole side yeah. and then flip her over. Yeah, you're going to spend less time actually listening to it than you are skipping forward and going going back trying to find the yeah. spot. That's a, that one's a number one hit, no surprise. And probably like one of the, if you say Tracy Lawrence, so that's probably the song that a lot of people think about mm-hmm. too. Is It's one of his career hits. Yeah, yeah. That's He's synonymous with that song. Like, I I have some, some thoughts about this song. Have you, do you ever hear a song and you think, I wonder if the, the writers of this song, like if they had any correlation with some other song? And like you put the song, have you ever done this? Like, mm-hmm. put, try to put like the yeah. songs together. Yeah. Well, uh, Casey Musgraves has a song called "Merry Go Round." Okay. Mm-hmm. It was like her first hit. Yeah. And if you listen to that song and you listen to "Time Marches On," like I feel like there has to be like a correlation. I feel like her song is the same story from a different point of view, like from like the sisters' yeah. point of view. Just kind of like a a generational telling of a group or family of people. Yeah, I mean his um, his song says um, sisters using rouge and clear complexion soap, brothers wearing beads and he smokes a lot of dope. Mom is depressed, barely makes a sound. Daddy's got a girlfriend in another town. Okay, mm-hmm. her chorus says Mama's hooked on Mary Kay, brothers hooked on Mary Jane, Daddy's hooked on Mary two doors down. It, like that's this that is, is the same song in a different it really di- is. different like era. 
Like so, like if any of you guys, if any of our listeners have uh, Casey Musgraves' number, just uh, text her for us and ask her if she yeah, was thinking I'm about sure. that song. When somebody she out there, right? Yeah, somebody's bound to uh, to know. Like we we need to know. I mean, like <laughs> that definitely has to correlate in some fashion. Like it yeah. really is the same verse restructured. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the the narrator changes. Maybe she's inspired by Tracy, but then again, who could be? Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? But another song that I do that with is, um, have you ever heard that da- that Dan Seals song where he's whining about that cowgirl, that everything that glitters is not gold? Yeah. Uh, in my mind, he's singing about barrel racing Reba, <laughs> which I think should be an action figure. <laughs> barrel racing Reba would be the perfect action oh, figure. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Every time I hear that, it gets in my head and I can't get it out. That you know, sometimes I think about you. <laughs> it's one of those like you think you've got it washed out, and you'll just start singing it again, hitting that high note. <laughs> that one is like that. And also, remember the one we used to hear uh, all the time when we lived in Huntington, and because it played on one oh, what was one oh one point five? Is the classic country? Mm-hmm. It's the you're the reason God made Oklahoma. <laughs> I get that in my head, and it was just in there for weeks. It wouldn't come out. I worked ten hours on a John Deere tractor. It's like no, please, not again. No, Dan, please don't. <laughs> well, is that Dan Seals too? That one was that the one, or was that like? Maybe it was, but or maybe it was the Osmonds. It might have been the weird one. There's one of those two that the Osmonds did that was like a pop country track. Mm. Mm. Dan Seals, Bop or Bop with you. That's another song you hear it now. I was like, man, this song is just not good. (laughs) I feel like we're we're, gonna bebop till the till the what? We're gonna what? Are you okay? I promise we're not we're not going into this episode trying to just bash Dan Seals, but that's what it's turned into. I'm sorry, what's the saxophone for? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you gotta calm down. This isn't careless whisper. <sighs> okay, what's your number three? Oh wait, we're on two right now. Are we on two now? Yeah, because my mom was running behind and yours okay. was yours was time marches okay. on. Yeah. Number two for me is Texas Tornado. That's my two. Mm. We're getting, we're pretty close. We're on these. pretty damn yeah. close. Yeah. Um, we've said enough about it, but we can always say more because it's such a beautiful song. Yeah, for real. It's probably my, uh, my favorite ballad by Tracy. Heck yes. It feels like, um, I'm the tumbleweed and Tracy's voice <laughs> is the wild west Texas wind. Just blow me yeah. away again. And Just again. Lift and me again. up and, and carry me away. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep getting these awesome mental images. Hundred <laughs> percent. I dance with my feet off the ground when I hear I see it now. No lie. Yeah. It's kind of like it's like it's gotta be the perfect storm. That's kind of like seeing Sasquatch. You know. What I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the uh, uh, two for you? I see it now. Ooh, oh, but I see it. And I think I, I just gravitate towards that song just because of how much I loved the video growing up. It, it sticks with you. Like that yeah. one, I I couldn't remember a lot of the older ones, but I can mm-hmm. vividly remember that one just because, like, look, beautiful Tracy Lawrence with his, his golden locks and these Ronnie Millsap <laughs> shades on singing at a, at a prom. 
Cause... I was saying, like, if I could remember that at, like, you know, 17, 18 years old when we were going to high school and having prom, oh like, gosh. why has nobody ever had Tracy come out and, and sing it, you know, do a prom? And, like, he's, even, like, the way, like, he's holding his mic stand and stuff. Like, he like sells that. it. Like, wow, what a stage presence. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, always, like, when I was young, I always felt bad for the, the lady in the that's she kind of just wanders in in her glasses i guess i don't know if she's like supposed to be geeky or what and then the, the greasers try to drench her with milk yeah like i always felt bad for her like what did she do to you man yeah. <laughs> you bunch of skeezers yeah <laughs> see who the real nerds are so you see who's dac- dancing with tracy lawrence yep winner yep. i don't even want to know what he had to do to those guys after that dance like he probably let them have it man <laughs> And then Terminator teleported out into a new world. <laughs> I've seen him swing a pirate sword. I know what he's capable of. Yeah, that that one shot in that video with the as I see it or as any fool can see where he has the yep. pirate sword. He like kicks a guy and like aggressively <laughs> slashes. I'm like, he just cut this boy's legs off. Like Tracy's merciless. Like, yep, that one's going to the shark. You don't mess with Tracy's ladies. Like, you know, <laughs> he'll let you know. Oh man, that that quickly approaching the number one spot. I'm nervous. Nervous? Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I've got a suspicion that we might. Uh, are, are we going to do it again here? I don't think we're going to do it this time. It's because my my one. I'll tell you, my number one is one you mentioned. Oh, it's one. You, oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't do it then. Well, if yours is something, I'll start then. Okay, go since ahead. we've already mentioned this one. Uh, time marches on. Career-defining track for for Tracy, you know, uh, uh, definitive track for me as a human being. It's just, man, it's such a good song, and it's such mm-hmm. an interesting perspective to tell, like the tale of like, here's a here's a family, and here's how their story plays out mm-hmm. over uh, multiple generations. Oh my gosh! Something crazy I learned in uh, a call little interview with Tracy Lawrence talking about that song. Mm-hmm. Um, one is that he says his favorite part is that he just holds the mic out to the crowd and lets the crowd sing the line, uh, smokes a lot of dope. <laughs> and he talks about how kind of, I guess that was a little fringe because at the time nobody really mentioned, you know, like you hear yeah. your beer drinking songs and stuff <laughs> like that, but nobody really talked about the marijuana mm. use in songs. Yeah. Uh, but also then too, that when the, that track, had, the man that wrote that track also wrote, um, I see it now. Oh my gosh. And, Tracy Lawrence had put that song on hold, I guess, you know, I guess if you hear that track and you want to use it, you can put it, put a hold on it Mm. until you can get time to claim the rights to it, to use it. But that song was like an hour's difference of being a Tracy Lawrence track or being a Brooks and Dunn track. Really? I would like to hear their rendition of that. Like an hour after he put a hold in on that track, Ronnie Dunn tried to put a claim in on it. So, wow. That could have, either way, that song's a hit and amazing. That would have been a favorite of mine either way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah, I loved it in 96 when I had the cassette. Amazing then. Love it now. I feel like it's just a, a interesting perspective and a great story of yeah. uh, kind of like the transitioning and progressing in life. And yeah. uh, especially as you get older, it's kind of like, man, life, life is probably as quick as this three-minute Tracy Lawrence song. You yeah. know, uh, <laughs> Comes at you fast, yeah. man. Love yourself. Love everybody. Love all your peoples and yeah. uh, have a good time. What, um, That's what Tracy t- taught us. What Will Ferrell say on... Uh... The basketball, whatever the basketball movie was, ELE, everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> Number one, are you ready? No, I'm I'm surprised this didn't didn't make your list. Really? Is that a tear? That's your number one. That's my. That's a good track. All time number one. Track. 
the whole song is built about uh, it's built around a uh, an answering machine message. That's so cool. That's Whatever. this good songwriting. Yeah. You got to hear Blake Shelton. You didn't do it first, and yours wasn't as good. Amen. Amen. Stop calling me Blake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a tear? It's so it's because uh, you know he's he's mad at her and everything in the song, but then um, and he listens to it a couple of times. Like the first time he listens, he's. He says, well, boy, she's got some nerve. Then the second time I heard it, I heard more than just her words. I'm like, man, yeah. this is such good songwriting. And even it's kind of one of the, the songs, just like the way it starts out with like the solemn, solemn fiddles. Like, doo, 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 doo. That's, this, that's classic. It's so it good. It is. There's just so many of those great hits from that era. They start in like that. Like you get a little bit of a fiddle song and mm-hmm. just let the hit roll. Thank you. I listened to that one a lot though on that because I had that cassette. But mm. that, that whole that whole album, the Tom Arch is on album, is really good. Oh, is that a tear? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Man, how much cooler would our prom been if we we should have? If I could go back, if I could teleport through time like Terminator Tracy Lawrence, mm-hmm. I go back to our prom <laughs> and we'd make sure that Tracy Lawrence plays it. <laughs> what steps could we have taken to make it all play yeah. out different? <laughs> If only. If only. Oh, man. Want to recap here? Yeah. You want to pop off your list? Yeah. My three honorables. Uh, can't Break It To My Heart, Sticks and Stones, and Alibis. Down to my number five, Stars Over Texas, and Texas Tornado. Time marches on. I see it now, and is that a tear? Great list. Um, honorable mentions for me. While we did this, same honorable mentions, just mm-hmm. a little bit different order. Uh, can't break it to my heart. Alibis, sticks and stones. That's crazy. We did that. It's so cool. <laughs> can't wait till the next one. Who knows what that'll be like? Uh, top <laughs> five for me: Stars Over Texas. Mm-hmm. Same as there. Yeah. Uh, I see it now. Running behind. Texas tornado, and time marches on. Y'all are going whenever we post this uh, this playlist. Y'all are going to have a good time with this one, like, man. It's yeah, it's one of those you can listen straight through, not have to change a track. Yeah. it's going to be good. And and if you got some Tracy tracks that you like that we didn't include, because there's there's some more spectacular songs out there that we didn't didn't make it onto our list, definitely comment. Yeah, let us sure. let us know what your favorites are. Let us know why you like them, why you love them so much. Yeah, it, it has been a blast on the first two episodes just to find out like what like the songs that people couldn't believe that we missed. Yeah, and you you guys are great too, just because we I feel like we're probably feel like we're. Uh, in the boat alone, just out here nerding out over 90s country. But y'all are great, and it's great to know that there's others out there that love it as much as we do and want to listen and chat about it. For real. For real. Like, you hear a lot of uh, bashing of uh, modern country, which we do it a lot, too. Yeah. But you forget about the uh, the golden era that was the 90s. Like, there's just, there was just so much, so much good. And, you know... uh of course, if you're listening to Tracy Lawrence, go ahead and listen in video format and check out that Tracy Lawrence uh, cinematic music video verse. <laughs> and good luck making heads and tails of it, but you'll be entertained. 
Can we talk about one song that was not a 90s song? Yes. Can we yes. do this? Yeah, and, I, and if it's what I think it is, I think I'm actually obligated to do this, and I forgot about it. <laughs> In 2004, Tracy came out with Paint Me a Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Man, that was a good song. Like yeah. it. It's it seems rare that these like nineties artists like it seems that they most of them anyway left their hits in the nineties even if they're still going now yeah but then you get like some artists that just transcend it like and he hasn't had like a ton of super hits since the nineties but man paint me in Birmingham that's a good song. I think that's right up there with like as far as being career definitive like it's neck and neck with time marches on this yeah. song is so good yeah. And, and the reason I said I was obligated because um, <laughs> unknowingly before we decided to do Tracy Lawrence, uh-huh. my mom had told me, she's like, well, whenever you do Tracy Lawrence, she's like, you can't forget about Paint Me a Birmingham. <laughs> and I was like, man, I feel like that song couldn't have been in the 90s. Yeah. And, and it wasn't, but right. it has the sound of those songs in the 90s. Yeah. And uh, it, man, it carries like all of his other hits from the 90s. For real. There's a, There was a line when it first came out I think we could probably do a seb- like a segment on every episode about misheard song lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> the chorus. for sure, especially with us. <laughs> I think sometimes I just my brain just does it to me on purpose. The because like the whole basis of the song, like he met he meets this this painter, and the painter tells him like, "Hey, for twenty bucks, I'll paint you anything," which you know that's that's a pretty good price yeah. for anything. But the chorus, he says. Um, Paint me in Birmingham, make it look just the way I plan. Little house on the edge town. I always thought that he said, making love just the way I plan. I'm thinking, yeah. you want this dude to paint yeah. what? <laughs> for 20 bucks? They're like, listen, dude, I'll do it. But I ain't doing it for $20. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you're asking a lot of me right what? now. Like, oh, and. and it's <laughs> like, when I said anything, I didn't mean <laughs> I, I anything. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, 20 bucks, man. I, I feel like I. <laughs> 50 and we'll call it a deal (laughs) and i'll pay i'll hand you a blank check for said picture to hang up in my home tracy it's a beautiful portrait of tracy on a velvet canvas (laughs) but you can't tell me hands hands down that um this man didn't win in all categories involving style like Per- personally yeah. himself his mullet his attire his music videos his sound like every video video i watch it makes me want a cowboy hat yeah. even that much more yeah. just an awesome cowboy hat and just just more and more time spent in the mirror trying like how do i how do i make my mullet look like tracy's like, how, do, <laughs> how do i get there how do i do it can, like can i um like dm him on twitter or instagram what Will kind, what kind of products me? you use tracy like what how'd you get that look how'd you get that iconic <laughs> tracy lawrence mullet well, on the uh, on the one I forget which video it was, but he had a white, like a bleach white duster. Like, oh my gosh, that is awesome! That's Sign me so up. Cool. I need one of those. The big belt buckles and stuff. Like, we need to change our style up some. Yeah, I don't. I've seen some of the more recent interviews with him too, and uh-huh. I'm like, what? Why are you wearing a t-shirt, Tracy? Like, those shirts are still at the house in the closet. I would hope you wouldn't get rid of those. Would you? Surely like, not. But if you do, let us know. Look, I'll send you my mailing address. <laughs> let us know. $20, I'll paint you anything. 
Anything you say? Any, I mean, just so we're on the same page, anything? Well, here's my vision. <laughs> Hear me out. I would I would take a, a painting of that, or I would take a uh, uh, and also uh, a parody painting, uh, which was uh, Cletus T. Judd eating eating a honey baked ham. <laughs> you remember that version? Yeah. Bake me a honey ham. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Pineapples all the way around. <laughs> oh man, I wonder what he's doing these days. <laughs> Uh, probably like ha- has to have like some bit of shame about some of the songs that he like that he butchered for his money making. <laughs> like, how'd you do that to Tracy? <laughs> Maybe I went too far with how do you milk a cow? <laughs> Maybe Toby Keith went too far with how do you like me now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if you put those two like neck and neck. Yeah, I I think Glee is is gonna win the uh, the number one spot on actual yeah. good song. Yeah, actually, turns out plot twist, Cletus wins. Know. That's when that's when like the the lines kind of intersect of where Cletus's career is on the rise and Toby Keith is on a steady cool. decline. I like I love nineties Toby Keith, dude. But after that song, like I am out. Like, like all right, Toby, like, I get it. Like okay, you made it and that's cool and all, but now you're gonna use your platform to be real uppity and be like, well, how do you like me now? Well, at some point, I think he was driving like he was either like this gigantic yellow Ford or well, like a something weird like that Hummer or something onto, like a... onto the stage. Yeah, like I mean, hey, Travis Trick can do it on a Harley. Yeah, like the Undertaker just pulling on a Harley. Yeah, you can do that. But Toby, what are you doing? What are you man? doing? What are you doing, man? Like so many, <laughs> so many hits, and then like after that, like we should, we should totally at some point take the time to do our our top Cletus T. Judd tracks for certain. <laughs> we had to have uh have Hair Zach, Zach yeah. on there. He was the connoisseur, the connoisseur of uh, Cletus yeah. T. Judd. And uh, <laughs> our our at some point, I'm sure we will do our favorite Toby Keith tracks from the nineties. I'm sure. But yeah. alternatively, I would like to rate. The, the worst Toby Keith songs. <laughs> Here's the best. Here's the absolute worst. Yeah. Can you guess where American Rod is? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ma. <laughs> God. What a, what, oh, my Lord. What a song. It's like what? It's kind of like uh, a transition of like at some point, like literally Toby Keith and trying to be a country music artist kind of became Cletus T. Judd because all his songs <laughs> seemed like a joke. <laughs> Look, Ma, no hands. Well, Uncle Sam put his name. If that one doesn't play like every other day on the radio still. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What happened, Toby? What happened? All right, well, this has been an absolute blast. This this has been a really, really, really fun episode. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for sure, let us know. Let us know what your favorite Tracy Lawrence tracks are, your favorite videos. Once you go back and watch, yep. like, tell us what, what sticks out to you as the most ridiculous things about these videos, the coolest things about these videos. Let us know when you see it now, you know. Call us up from Amarillo. <laughs> hey, if, you are, uh, if you're like Caleb and you, you find yourself dancing with your feet off the ground, I mean, let us know. Let, let us know. We want to hear about it. Don't. First, don't be scared. It's just, it's just Tracy. It's, it's just, just Tracy's Tracy. power. <laughs> it might happen. Just, 
just go in go into this like knowing this there's a possibility this might happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh hit us up on on Instagram. We don't really do anything with our Twitter, but uh, we're pretty active on Instagram, on Facebook. Yeah. Share our stuff, share the episode. Yeah, hard. Right. So let us know what you what you liked, what you didn't like. Uh let us know your favorite tracks. Um you know, talk about the air with us because we don't get tired of it. We will never get tired of talking about this stuff. <laughs> because, like we said uh, recently, we've been we've been having these same conversations for years. Yeah. But now we have a platform yep. that we're able to talk about this with other people. You and beautiful it, people that are willing to listen to us. You know, go on and ramble about our our favorite country <laughs> music tracks from growing up in the nineties. Yeah, this is awesome. This is fun. Well, yeah, hit us hit us up on the on the socials. Go share episodes one, episode two, and uh, this would be a good time to let you guys know we are going to run a giveaway. Say what for some merch? We're going to give away a sweet Chattahoochee podcast trucker hat. Beautiful. We'll be posting a, a picture of it and all that good stuff, but. Um, what we need you guys to do is um, is get on Instagram and share the post, the the uh, said post that we're talking about. Go ahead and share that, and uh, once we get the episode two, the Reba episode, once we get that to 100, we're going to do the giveaway. Going to give away a beautiful hat. I mean, it's and awesome. And then uh, prob- probably, you know, from there down the road, some more some more cool uh, cool things. For sure. For sure. we got a lot of plans on, on that. what what we want to make and uh, get out to you beautiful people. Yeah. Some uh, fabulous hats, maybe some T-shirts. Hopefully at some point we'll have our own fabulous Tracy Lawrence T-shirts and we're going to attempt to recreate some (laughs) fabulous photos from the 90s era. Yes. (laughs) We're going to have way too much fun. And by that, I mean I'm going to wear that shirt seven days a week. That's what I mean. (laughs) I see it now. Oh, but I see it now. <laughs> but, um, you know, love you all. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, nothing but love. No sticks and stones here. You know, it makes a home. No. <laughs> and, and as long as there's stars over Texas, we'll, we'll be here. We'll, we'll, hang the we'll moon. be here hanging the moon for we'll you. We'll hang the moon for you. We'll, we'll try hang our the best. moon for you. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Later. Later.